0: Welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And we are not going to do an hour and 15 minutes on right-wing gum conspiracies. Are you sure? No, we're talking about tsundere's, baka. Ah, it's time.
1: We're finally doing it.
0: Yeah, um, I'm excited about this episode. I I enjoy me a good tsundere.
1: I am too. I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time, especially because we're going to talk about all of the different types of Derek characters, uh, some of which you might have heard of and some of which you might not. I definitely learned about a couple myself,
0: Um, but first we're going to hit you with a little bit of banter and our usual dive into the crazy world of anime news. Absolutely.
1: Uh, So why don't you take us away with some banter there, Best boy Dan?
0: Yeah, so I don't really have too much to talk about, though there is one story and like and I, it's it's a story in the sense that like the internet made a big deal about it and I don't even know if that actually makes things a story anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but basically Ray Takahashi, who's a very famous voice actress in Japan, you' um,
1: you've if you've watched anime for any length of time, you've seen something with her in it.
0: Yeah. Um, the the headline is like sensational that came out of this story. and that was that she tells her fans to bathe before uh, they come to her concert. <gasps> and and that's kind of like the first I saw of it and until I dug a little bit deeper into it. And like uh, just just with that, I'm curious as to what your opinions are about like an artist telling her fans to bathe before they come see her.
1: So, first of all, I am familiar with this story. I have also seen it in the news. Um, I will say this. I, um, I come from a background. I used to hang out in a in a game shop a lot. Uh, I used to play Warhammer 40k because I like spending money um, and time on things that don't matter. Um, but I will say this: nerds, nerds be stankin' sometimes. Okay, because oh, like for sure. During a during like a we, we were doing like a league where like once a week we would get together and everyone would play a, a a match of 40k. And during those league nights, man, that place it just reeked of pizza and balls and just <laughs> mounds of unwashed flesh. So like I understand why, you know, maybe if you're gonna have a large gathering of nerds, it might be it behoove you to remind at least some of them to bathe.
0: I'm like of two mindsets of it because like one it's kind of presumptuously rude to be like my fan base is smelly but at the same time it's, it's, it's not wrong <laughs> um ultimately have that, did you see the actual like tweet that it came from
1: yeah it was like a, a, a like a like a little thing of like tips and for to get ready for the show it was it was yeah it's
0: this cute little drawing you know and it's like you know make sure you wear a mask uh make sure to bathe so that you're like hygienic for the other people in the audience it's they made it sound like she's like these fans are disgusting and i don't want to be near them unless they've bathed yeah they definitely Um, blew it up But like really it was like just, like, this is proper, like, concert-going etiquette, just a reminder out there, so everyone can have the most fun at my show. So, ultimately, like, when you look at the meat and potatoes of it, like, totally fine. I I have no issues with what she said. It's just wild how blown out of proportion it got, and people are like, oh my god, she, like, hates her fans, and all that sort of stuff, and it's that's this is what happens when people just read the headlines and don't actually do any further
1: digging into it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I I don't I don't personally think there's anything wrong with it cuz like I've been around nerds my entire life and I know they <laughs> fucking stink sometimes. So like
0: I, uh, yeah, if I were go going to, to her go concert... To Anime NYC. <laughs>
1: exactly. If, if I were going to her concert, I would appreciate that she told some people to take a shower, you know?
0: Yeah. I think in the guise of, like, you know, this is how everyone can have the most fun, like, I see nothing wrong with it. So, r- read the whole
1: story, weebs. Yeah, and also take a shower. Um, <laughs> <laughs> take a shower. <laughs> if you want
0: to come talk to the best boys, you need to take a shower wear a hazmat
1: suit <laughs> for your protection for your protection mostly. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm going to talk about some stuff. I've actually had some, finally some free time to, to watch anime and read manga. And I'm not talking about any of that today. Um, <laughs> uh, because uh, I've had some other things I want to talk about that are anime adjacent. Um, so right. yeah Um, so the first thing I want to talk about, Dan, are you familiar with the World Baseball Classic? I know you're not big on the sports ball, but
0: um, I assume it has to do with baseball. Zawarudo, as, as far as I got.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, the World Baseball Classic is kind of like the World Cup, but for baseball. It happens like every four years or so, um, and there's like a like you know a qualifying process, and you know there's a bunch of basically like the national teams of a bunch of different countries get together and play baseball. Um, now, there is a caveat to that. The, the the main caveat being that a lot of the people from these teams from around the world actually play baseball in the U.S. for Major League Baseball. But during the World Baseball Classic, they're allowed to play for their for their representative team. So, for example, apropos of what we're talking about today, Shohei Otani... Question. Yes. It
0: is... Is it, like, one of those sports where if, like, the, like, Major League Baseball, like, the all-star Major League Baseball team went up against, like, any other country, they'd dominate?
1: Well, kind of. And it's interesting that you mention that because it is sort of like that, but if flip it on its head. So it's basically, like, kind of if if the all-star Major League Baseball players played against each other on teams full of just, like, regular baseball players... So, for example, you have like Shohei Otani, who's playing for the Japanese team. You have Mike Trout, who I believe is playing for the U.S. team. You've got people playing for, you know, for the the Italian team. You've got like U.S. players who play for Israel. Um, So it's interesting in that regard. Um, And the funny part is, is that the United States has only won once. Um, Hmm. There have been four, uh, if I'm remembering correctly... Japan won the first two back-to-back, back. Um, and then I think Cuba won the third one. And I was going
0: to say it's it's got to be like a Latin American country, like yeah, cu- Cuba I'm, I'm, or Dominican Republic or it something. Was,
1: yeah, it was either Cuba or the Dominican Republic won the third one. And I, I promise we're going to get to – like if you're not a sports person, I promise we're going to make this make sense in a second. <laughs> um, and then the U.S. won the fourth one. Anyway, moving on. Um, so what I wanted to talk about is so more related to kind of Japanese culture. We, we had discussed uh, when the World Cup was going on how the Japanese fans and the Japanese team are like well known for like cleaning up after themselves. Um, they always like have a, like a, a, a team of people, like a bunch of fans who clean the stadium after every game. Um, the Japanese team is known for leaving the locker rooms uh, incredibly clean and they leave a they leave a present for the hosts in their in their locker room. Um, oh, just that's all, sweet. all around, yeah, all around, like super classy showing from Japan, and, and that has continued during the World Baseball Classic. And I want to speak specifically um, about Japan's seven to one victory over Australia recently, um, where they Shohei Ohtani, uh, who plays for the Angels, he's a huge deal. Whether you you know if you're not familiar with baseball, it's fine. Um, he hit his first home run of the of 2023 during this game, right? And it was caught by a Japanese fan. And something amazing happened afterwards. Um, The fan passed the ball around through the Japanese stands so that everyone could have a chance to, like, take a picture with it and post on social media and, like, have a chance to look at it. And then by the end of the game, she had the ball back. Wow. Could you imagine, like that ever happening at a major league. Base. Like we see people like literally punch kids. It would be kids. gone the
0: first time it passed to someone else in America. It,
1: exactly. Like we see people at major league baseball games, like literally fight kids to get their hands on a, on a home run ball. Um, And like, not to, not for nothing, like Shohei Otani, he's, he's a huge star in baseball. And even though that's not like a, a like a regular season home run game or it's not like, Aaron Judge's, like, 88th home run ball or whatever. Um, that ball could easily be worth, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Um,
0: uh, I know that name, Aaron Judge, because it was in the New York Times mini crossword today.
1: Oh, was it really? Yeah. Do you know what team he plays for? The Yankees. You got it. Look at you. You know the sports ball. I I knew I knew you knew the sports <laughs> ball. It, it, that was the clue. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's okay. the only reason I know. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, yeah, I just kind of wanted to highlight that, you know, in our ongoing, like, watch on how much better Japanese sports fans are than than ours, Um, especially – I'm looking at you, Philadelphia, because you guys burn your city to the (laughs) ground,
0: whether your team wins or loses – or before the game even starts there was like some game recently where they started like lighting shit on fire before the game even happened
1: i I think that just might be just standard philly though like that might have been unrelated to the game
0: that though philadelphia definitely has the best bacon i've ever eaten in my life so they have
1: that going for them well very well yeah um so moving on this one is directly anime related for the next thing i wanted to talk about i was uh bored on my lunch break the other day um as i often am and i saw while i was scrolling through i think it was instagram um was this the day reddit was down no this was a different day okay um and I saw that, uh, like, Crunchyroll had, like, a little thing where they were, like, take a quiz and we'll tell you which 90s anime you should watch. And I was, like, I haven't watched an older anime in a, in, in a while. And, like, for the most part, I'm not super familiar with, like, 90s anime unless it was on Midnight Run or if it's Gundam. Like, other than that, like, I don't – I hadn't watched a whole lot of it. Um so I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Why this might be interesting." So I, I did their little quiz. I answered their questions. It's a very standard, like BuzzFeed-style quiz. It's not the questions themselves aren't worth going over, um, but it did give me an interesting anime that I think I might check out. Um, the anime that it gave me is called Key: The Metal Idol, and uh, the the uh, synopsis from my anime list goes as follows. Tokiko Mima, nicknamed Ki, is a 17-year-old girl living in the Japanese countryside who, despite her human-like appearance, is a robot. When Ki's grandfather, Dr. Murao uh, Mima, passes away, he leaves her a dying message, telling her that she can become a real girl if she is able to make 30,000 friends. Thus, Ki moves from the quiet Mamiyo Valley to the busy streets of Tokyo, where she soon runs into her childhood friend Sakura Kuriyagawa. Ki quickly becomes enamored with idol singer Miho Utsuse and wonders if becoming a singer will allow her to make the amount of friends needed for her to become human. But Miho carries an ominous secret. She is connected to Jinsaku Ajo, an old rival of Dr. Mima trying to make a new breakthrough in robotic weaponry. As Ki works to become a real girl, Ajo sets a dangerous plan into action and it turns out there is much more to Ki than meets the eye.
0: Um. So... So basically, this is Komi meets Oshinokoi meets robots. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, sure. Um, I, I guess so. I mean, it, it, it's it sounds interesting. Is this is it's this little? Um, it's I've not never even like heard a, of this. Yeah, it's not even like a like. A, I don't think it aired on TV. I think it was a direct to OVA. Um, it's like fifteen episodes that started in like ninety four, and I think uh, here I have it up. It finished in ninety seven. Uh, with and the, the last two episodes are actually uh, featuring like films. Um, Interesting. So yeah, I'm kind of uh, I'm interested. I might check this out if I can get my hands on it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to shout out Crunchyroll for giving me some '90s anime to watch.
0: Oh, I would hope it's on Crunchyroll after them telling you to watch it. That's
1: a good question. I probably should check that out, but because I'm a hack <laughs> and a fraud, I did not. Um, yeah. But anyway, speaking of being a hack and a fraud, I think it's time for us to check in with Studio Web for some anime news.
0: That's right, best buds. We have more anime news than Rupert Murdoch can sweep under the rug. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's on. It's front of mind, especially when we're talking about hack and a fraud, and then transitioning into news. Yeah, and I gotta say, I really hate your first story. (laughs) Oh my god. Speaking of frauds. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Siliconera uh, reported that the Pokemon Company International opened a job listing for a corporate development principal. One of the requirements is deep knowledge and understanding of Web3, which I hate that term. Me too. I don't think we ever really finished Web 2, Um, including blockchain technologies and NFT and slash or metaverse. Uh, Although the job description does not make reference to Web 3, the role drives innovations by building platform to test big ideas and source build and build relations uh, with co-development partners outside of the Pokemon Company International. The new job listing is not an official statement of corporate direction. Uh, in fact, last December, the Pokemon Company International filed a lawsuit against Pokemon Pty Limited, an Australian company advertising its unlicensed NFT game, PokeWorld World, under the name quote Toyota Studios. During these proceedings, the Pokemon Company added that it and Nintendo have decided not to launch Pokemon NFTs. Now. <sighs> Even at the company I work for, they basically hired someone to, like, start looking into blockchain and all that sort of stuff. And that person is no longer with us. Um, but, like, it's, it's something that a lot of companies are just, like, dipping their toes into because it's buzzwords and they're interested in. So I'm not surprised that it's going that way. Um, all of that said... There is actually a pretty solid case, in my opinion, for Pokemon NFTs.
1: I hate that you said that, (laughs) and I'm going to pretend that you didn't. Um. So
0: so let me explain, though. (laughs) Okay. Because uh, I think one of the things that it actually could be good at is for the Pokemon themselves.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right? So... There is, Nintendo for years has tried to curb the illegal generation of Pokemon. Uh, And kind of what I mean by that is, especially back in the like 3DS and earlier days, there were things kind of similar to Game Sharks where you could generate your own Pokemon and like just, you know. You want like 50 Mewtwo's? Cool, you can have all of them and they can be level 100 and, you know, have perfect IVs and be shiny and all that sort of stuff. Like it was not hard to make Pokemon and they've installed tons of anti cheat things and stuff to kind of catch uh, people who do that and try and limit that trade. And, and uh, of course, you know, the community has always been one step ahead. Like you can go on eBay and pay people to like trade you gen Pokemon Um, in theory, if they were to use the blockchain, you could have, like, legitimate, like, Pokemon that can be verified, and... there is something I think interesting to that idea to me, in in the sense that like I do like the idea. Like I have um, this thing called Pokemon Bank that lets you essentially like mass store all the Pokemon from all your games. You can trade Pokemon Go Pokemon into it. You can trade from all the main series games, all that sort of stuff. And you can bring them from game to game. And I, I kind of love the idea of like, you know, people growing up playing these games, taking their Pokemon from uh you know red and green and trading them up and then having children and and handing their pokemon down to their children i I think there's an interesting idea to that and there's a world where the blockchain could potentially be that kind of verification for it so i mean in terms
1: of like bored ape pokemon like fuck that (laughs) so here's the thing i don't have a problem with blockchain specifically right like, I think there are a lot of applications for blockchain and video gaming uh, specifically, especially with something like Pokemon. Like, you could easily use the blockchain as a backbone for, like, if you were to create, like, a Pokemon MMO, right, with a kind of living world, open world landscape, and you can use the blockchain to keep track of, you know, Pokemon. Um, It's the, it's the NFTs and the metaverse shit that bothers me because, like, yeah. NFTs are in, inextricably linked to crypto – and we'll never you'll never be able to unlink it. Just by the way NFTs have been rolled out and designed and the way they work in the society that we have now, they will always be linked to crypto. And that means they will always be a fucking scam. Um, yeah.
0: And I, like, I don't need like a bored Pikachu. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and like as far as the metaverse is concerned, the metaverse is just a shittier version of Second Life. So, like, I don't need it and I don't care about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, the, I hate that buzzword so much like that. That meta was able to like kind of co-opt that mm-hmm. ideology of like, you know, this digital world. Yeah. <laughs> and And like that term has become synonymous with it. Um, because their version of it looks like total trash. It looks like trash, and, and we should firing another ten thousand people because they made the wrong choices.
1: And it looks like trash, and we should be calling it the Matrix. And they're the reason why we're not. And I hate that. <laughs> so um. uh, listen, uh,
0: this uh, I uh, the other thing is like everyone blew up, and they're like, oh my god, Pokemon NFTs. And and I think it is really important to note that they're hiring one role. That's, like, exploring Web3 and those sorts of technologies. I I would be shocked if they didn't have that role in the company. Um, Like, it's the largest franchise in the world. Of course they're exploring, like, every avenue of making more money. So, uh, just, again, don't blow it out of proportion, weebs. (laughs) But also fuck NFTs. Yeah, also fuck NFTs. Anyway, on to what it, I think is a much more hilarious story, mm-hmm. um, even if uh, certain Japanese governments don't find it as funny. Yeah, uh, fuck the fuck <laughs> The Ghibli Park uh, includes many life-size displays of beloved Ghibli characters for visitors to take photos with. Despite the park's family-friendly appeal, some visitors have posted, quote-unquote, inappropriate photos online, The Mainichi Simban uh, reported that photos have been circulating Twitter showing people touching the breasts of female character statues and photographing the insides of their skirts, among other misdeeds. At a press conference, they, shit you not, they literally had a press conference about this, Uh, Aichi Governor uh, Hideki Omura expressed firm disapproval of the trend, quote, Uh, It is extremely regrettable, he said, likening the lewd photos to the destruction of property... Ghibli is a place for adults and children to have fun, or Ghibli Park is a place for adults and children to have fun while experiencing the Ghibli films. I don't want people who do things that many find offensive to come into the park. He has also said that he would ask Ghibli Park operating company to stop inappropriate behavior when spotted. He also added that if the person who took the inappropriate photos is identified, the Aichi government will take quote unquote severe
1: measures implying legal action. Now, can I? Okay, this is wild for one specific reason. (laughs) Okay, go for it. That is because okay, so Aichi is a prefecture in Japan, which is like their version of like a state. So this is like if if the governor of Florida, who's not Ron DeSantis because we hate him, was (laughs) to get on TV and say, "Listen, people are taking too many inappropriate selfies with Minnie Mouse." That's what this is the equivalent of. (laughs) Not
0: not only that, it's people are taking too many inappropriate selfies with Minnie Mouse. We are asking Disney to stop that if they see it happening. And we will consider legal action if we can figure out who's doing
1: it. Yeah, that is wild to me.
0: Like, uh, on the one hand, like, A, I don't think people should, like, touch, you know, exhibits. You know, just as yeah. a general principle. Like, you should have respect for museums and that sort of stuff.
1: Also, like, don't touch statue boobs. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, he said, having definitely
0: taken a picture with the statue of David and perspective tweaking his nipple. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a real thing I've done in my life. Um, I believe it. But yeah, I, you know, whatever. It's... It's it's silly, and the fact that they had a press conference of this like, they're it must have been a slow day if it, this is the best they got going on.
1: It had to for them to get the whole governor out there, like, yeah, it's
0: it's silly, but you know whatever. That's <laughs> that's them. I encourage everyone to, um, take a picture with, uh, Totoro covering, uh, their otherwise completely naked body, uh, in protest. Yes. Uh, as long as you're over 18. So, uh, that's pretty much it, uh, in terms of my news. Oh, wait. I forgot. It's but wait, time for Numbers more. with Dan.
1: numbers with dan
0: that's right best buds i got all the numbers fit for your ear pleasure you're all <laughs> first um, of all
1: numbers have never given me anything approaching bliss in my entire life I just want you to know that oh.
0: Well, I think these might. First, we're going to talk some cinema numbers because there's some some interesting things happening in uh, the anime cinema space. Uh, Up first, the first Slam Dunk, uh, which is a great title for a movie, uh, the new anime film from Takehiko Inui's Slam Dunk uh, basketball manga, became the highest selling anime film of all time in South Korea, selling a cumulative total of 3.9 million tickets and crossing the equivalent of 30 million US dollars in earnings uh the film has now surpra- uh, surpassed your name as the highest earning anime film in that country the film opened in japan on december 3rd uh ranking at number 1 in its opening uh and sold uh almost 900,000 tickets to earn 1.3 billion yen, or about 9.5 million over its first uh, U.S., over its first opening weekend. The film is currently the 43rd highest-earning film of all time in Japan. Um, There's a lot of interesting things going on in the world in terms of South Korea and Japan. I think they've only recently started opening up like relations because they have not the
1: Best past? That's not true. <laughs> the
0: two of each other. I mean, it's no, true that the they friends? it's
1: true that they they have a bad past with each other, but they have had normalized relations for a while. Um, anime is is has slowly become a much po- uh, very popular in uh, in Korea. Yeah, um, but I I think it's interesting
0: that uh, Slam Dunk like seems to really resonate there because um, your name was huge and to yeah. pass that like thirty million dollars is is. A good showing, especially for an anime movie, just in Korea.
1: Remind me after the so. show that I have to show you a picture of the the Korean Air Force logo that has little anime characters on it. Sounds lovely. Yeah.
0: Um, on that note, I want to talk a little bit uh, about the deadline report. That said, World Tour screenings, uh, Demon Slayer, The Upper Ranks Gather, and Onward to the Swordsmith Village, the theatrical screenings of the upcoming Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba Swordsmith Village arc television anime, aka the <laughs> two episodes from last season and one episode from this new season, mm-hmm. uh, crossed a $10 million earnings in the. Uh, 1,780 theaters. It opened in uh, the United States this previous weekend. The film ranked number four in the U.S. for the weekend, and now has a worldwide gross of $35 million, which is nowhere near what it hit when uh, Demon Slayer became the tw- what was it 2020 uh, highest-grossing film of the year, something like that. Yeah, uh, but. Thirty-five million for three episodes of the anime in theaters is wild.
1: Yeah, I just think like, it's funny how like some people definitely went to that thinking it was a movie, mm-hmm. not not realizing it was just a couple episodes of the show, and so some people were a little upset. But yeah. um, they but, should have paid attention know, do to, your to our podcast, <laughs> and they would have
0: known. Absolutely,
1: because our podcast listeners. Over, yeah.
0: Now we're going to transition over to some uh, some print numbers and to kind of start this section off, I was watching this YouTube video where they interviewed the uh, new head of Barnes Noble who was like some British person they brought over after they like turned around essentially the British version of Barnes Noble over there and it's really interesting because uh, here in Brooklyn there's, uh, I think there's two Barnes Noble, there's uh, one in... Um, uh, next to uh, the park, and then there's one in downtown Brooklyn. And they actually shuttered uh, the one in downtown Brooklyn and moved it down the street to a much smaller location. And I came to find out through this thing that that's part of their plan. They're kind of moving to smaller spaces, more curated by um, the people who run it to kind of cater to the taste of The local residents. It's not just kind of this, you know, massive store where you can get any and all books. It's a little bit more tailored experience to the place that you live. And what I found interesting about that interview, too, is they were like, what is kind of some of your driving uh, markets uh, in this new thing? And they were like, manga. Manga is huge. And I thought that was just so interesting that, like, this old British person who I couldn't tell you a kometsu no yaiba from you know a slam dunk if it bit him on the ass right like was like so aware that manga was this like huge turning point when it came to physical print media in you know 2023 and that is kind of made evidence by Our next story, which is that uh, media news website ICV2 has reported that manga sales in the United States saw an annual increase of 9% in 2022, and manga sales from comic book stores increased 12.5%. The analysis is based on the NPD BookScan, which we've talked about previously, and from uh, point-of-sales systems, Comic Hub for the comic store channel. And that is a big increase, because I'm pretty sure it was already multi-billion dollar industry in the United States before, uh, but 9% is a lot. Uh, and I think it's really only gonna be going up. Um, on top of that, I think best boy, Justin, you're gonna get a real kick out of this. Uh, ICV2 uh, also reported uh, that they, uh, the NPD book scan released the 20 highest selling manga volumes from 2022. Uh, This includes from dates January 2nd, 2022 to December 21st, 2022. Uh, And Chainsaw Man, no surprise, Uh, Volume 1 was the number one selling manga uh, in the United States. And Mm. that makes sense to me. Yeah, Um, We also have Spy Family Volume 1 coming in at number two. Demon Slayer Volume One coming in at number three, and kind of goes on from there. It's it's you know a lot of I mean most of the Chainsaw Man volumes are on there. Um, a lot of the early Demon Slayer ones are on there. You get a few Jujutsu Kaisen, some Spy Families, some My Heroes. Pretty much I think what you would expect.
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Like you you get uh, seeing that seeing the the volume ones in the top selling. Uh, manga list tells me that it it, 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 not just me, anyone looking really, that the, the industry is healthy because what that means is we are adding new readers, right? So if number, if the number one volumes are popular, that means people are getting into it for the first time, you know? Um,
0: yeah, just looking at this list, there's six number ones on there. Even Berserk, uh, yeah. hardcover volume one is on there, and that's hella old.
1: Well, I think that that's a, the hardcover is a new release. Um, that's probably yeah. why. Um, but that's also but pretty just
0: cool. in terms of properties. like yeah. Berserk's been around forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's good news.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And kind of to tie it all together, we're going to talk about uh, one of our favorite shows from last year and the official Twitter account for Habunashi mangas. Manga Time wow. Ferrara magazine Habunashi,
1: <laughs> Hobunsha. What?
0: <laughs> what? That's why Justin said. Announced that uh, Aki Hamaji's four-panel manga Bochi the Rock has topped two million copies in circulation following recent reprints of all. Uh, five compiled book volumes and the anthology comic volume this number is not a sales statistic which is important to note uh not all of those 10 million copies have been sold they are just out in circulation but bochi's crushing it on the manga scene as well as the home video scene yeah and in every uh end of the year best of 2022 list that matters come at me crunchy roll one
1: of the one of the good things about this too is that it? It, it kind of shows how people are. People are. Um, they're they're finishing the anime and they're going. I need more. You know. Oh yeah. So they're 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 gravitating towards the manga, which is something that I personally don't do, but I know I'm not normal in for because of this and because of a lot of other things. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So that's um, that's good news. I'm always glad to see Bochi the Rock doing well. Um, I love that show. Now, give um, us season two. Give us season two. Um, everyone, shout outs to the Bochi the Rock subreddit. You're all fucking weird and I love you. Um, yeah. One of the weirdest subreddits I've ever been on. Um, love it. Anyway, moving on from numbers with Dan, um, we're going to talk about some new releases. We've got some updates, we've got some new releases um and i guess we'll get started with uh april 6th so on april 6th we've got uh, dr stone new world um will uh, debut with uh, they've also just released a new trailer we also have ancient magus bride season two premiering on april 6th uh and
0: don't rest on april after april 6th because april 7th tonakawa
1: over the moon season two is coming at you super excited for that cannot wait Um, But speaking of things I cannot wait for, April 9th, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Um, It says Season 2, but I believe it's technically Part 2 of Season 1, but we can argue the semantics later. Um, Also on April 9th, we have Demon Slayer Swordsmith uh, Swordsmith Village Arc uh, premiering. And then High Dive is going to be screening Surune the movie, the first shot uh, in the U.S. on April 9th and 10th. Um so that's interesting. That I don't know if
0: like <laughs> we haven't had a, like a theatrical such a wonderful day for
1: you. Yeah, I mean we we haven't had a theatrical high dive release yet. I don't think that like I've been super aware of. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah.
0: Um and then looking a little bit ahead, we got some announcements for July. Um I know the first one Best Boy Justin is really excited about. Yes. Uh The Girl I Like Forgot Her Glasses will be airing this July. Yeah. Um and then the next one is probably the anime I am most excited about to have ever existed, and that is <laughs> Reborn as a Vending Machine, I Now Wander the Dungeon, will also be premiering in July, and I
1: can't wait. It's going to be the peak anime. Me neither, but there's something I can't wait for even more, and that is coming to us in the fall, and that is Freerun Beyond Journey's End um, has announced that it will premiere in the fall season. Um, I can't wait for that one. I actually also can't wait to read the third volume, which I'm planning to grab at some point. Yeah.
0: Um, And then I'm going to steal from you. Yes. Because I also love me some Freeran. Yes. And then we got a couple of announcements that uh, we don't have any dates for, um, but are pretty interesting. Uh, To Your Eternity is getting a third season, so if you want to cry, check that out. Uh, And this one, I, I think, is actually pretty cool and that's the original naruto anime is getting four brand new episodes for its 20th anniversary um and i'm excited about that because they never made anything related to the naruto property after naruto yeah
1: it's crazy like they get married and then the story ends and we never learn anything about their kids thank god yeah. Um, yep. Speaking of which, and though, then, Best Boy Dan, you need to you need to finish watching because you, you didn't finish watching the end of Shippuden with the marriage arc. You need to watch the marriage arc.
0: That is true. I, I only finished uh, the manga. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I will. Someday I'll pick that up. Someday. Um, and then to finish out the announcements, we have reached peak harem because the 100 girlfriends who really 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 love you manga gets a
1: tv anime at some point so stay tuned for that dude i can't even tell you how many times the internet has tried to get me to read that stupid manga like every time it it pops up on my recommended manga page all the time and i'm like why i don't like anything like this um no idea but i'll check it out yeah but anyway, moving on, I'm going to talk about some news here. Um, first up, we have earlier this month, the streaming service Plex added a new channel called Anime X High Dive or Anime Cross High Dive or Anime High Dive. I don't know um, where you can watch anime licensed by Sentai Filmworks for free all day long. Um, it is supported by advertising. Um, but you know what? Who could argue? It's free anime all day. Um, yeah, right. Now the shows currently streaming on the channel include Maid Sama, Princess Principle, Kokoro Connect, Clanad, Land of the Lustrous, Non-Non-Biori, Repeat, Beyond the Boundary, 19 Romantic Comedy Snafu, Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun, Golden Time, and The Pet Girl of sakura so. Um I've actually heard really good things about Golden Time, so maybe I'll tune into that. Um, I,
0: I have two, actually.
1: Yeah. It's supposed to be like a really good college
0: like romance drama. Um also, um, Land of the Lustrous is supposed to have terrible animation, but Clanad is supposed to be like one of the best dramas of all time.
1: I've been meaning to watch Clanad for a long time, if only because they have the same eyes as the girls in um <laughs> Doctor Stone, where
0: their eyes are like I'm on the side not of mistaken. their head. Isn't Clanad um
1: Kyoto Annie? You're going to have to fact-check that. I'm not sure. But anyway, while you fact-check that, um, you can find the streaming schedule on Plex's website for Anime High Dive. X High Dive. Anime High Dive. High Dive is run by AMC Networks, which acquired Sentai Holdings LLC in January of 2022. Um, Sentai Filmworks has itself just brokered a partnership with Mainichi Broadcasting System on March 2nd, providing High Dive with exclusive streaming rights for part of MBS's future programming in all global markets outside of Asia, um, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, what I
0: think is interesting about that is that I didn't know that uh, AMC networks ran High Dive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually came across that fact when I was just for for shits I'm, and giggles. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> this is the third time we've brought that up, and you gave me shit last time for not remembering.
1: I did. Well, the reason I know you know is because I found out about it when I was looking around the High Dive website because I make it a habit to just, like, occasionally check the careers page of, like, High Dive and Crunchyroll just to see if they're hiring for a best boy and they're going to pay him $100,000 a year for whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway. Any luck so far? No, it's not, nothing so far. Uh, I, I applied to be their, their vice president of marketing, but uh, no, li- no luck. Um, uh, also confirmed clan Ad is Kyoto Annie. Excellent. Good fact checking. Um, but yeah, while I was looking on their career page, it brought me to like the AMC network career page. And that's how I found out. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Moving on to our next story, the Aharan-san is indecipherable manga published by Shueisha's Shonen Jump Plus service has announced that it has entered its final arc and will be ending on April 30th with its 167th chapter. Uh, The teen romantic comedy follows the indecipherable daily life of short, quiet Reina Aharan and Raido, who sits next to her in class. Aharon is not so good at gauging the distance between people or personal boundaries, and Rido initially sensed some distance between the two of them. Then one day, when Rido picked up the eraser that Aharon had dropped, the distance between them suddenly became uncomfortably close. From way too distant to way too close, Aharon is simply unpredictable. Um, the television adaptation of Aharon song premiered in April of 2022, with Crunchyroll streaming both sub and dub versions. Uh, I'm pretty excited for this. I do not read the manga. I am holding out hope for another chapter or another season of the anime, especially given the way we kind of left off with... It wasn't really a cliffhanger, but we left off with things in kind of like an unresolved state. Um, So I would really like to see another season of this show come back because it was a really, really funny show.
0: I predict it ends with them finally creating the O'Haran Rosetta Stone. Oh, God, yes. Um... (laughs) And finally fa- deciphering yes. a herons son <laughs> she has
1: been deciphered um, finally for my news section uh, official Hige Dandism's band website has announced that vocalist and pianist <laughs> Satoshi Fuihara must uh, undergo medical treatment for a vocal cord polyp as a result, the band is canceling its Overworld World vs. Official Higay Dandism concert on April 13th, as well as appearances at Summer Sonic 2023 on August 19th and 20th. Uh, the band has begun accepting refund requests for the April 13th show. However, Summer Sonic tickets are non-refundable. Um, Fujihara explained in a message that he suddenly began having trouble using his voice last year. He apologized to those involved in organizing these events and vowed to recuperate and return to the stage. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, vocal polyps, they are a fairly common injury that, um, you know, singers and voice actors uh, sustain. Um, it's not really, it, it's not a huge deal, but it does require a, a pretty long period of, uh, it, it requires a minor surgery and then, like, a pretty long period of, of vocal rest. Um, so, you know, this, that's why the, they had to cancel all these shows. Um, the four members founded the band in uh, 2012 in anime. The band is recently well-known for performing the opening theme song Mixed Nuts for Spy Family, uh, for the Spy Family anime last spring. Uh, the band has also performed theme songs for such anime as Hinomaru Sumo, Hello World, Tokyo Revengers, Himitsu Kesha, Taka no Tsume GT, and Doraemon, Nobita's Little Star Wars 2021. Um, so, you know, we wish uh, we wish Fujihara-san a very speedy recovery. I uh, I especially do. I I would say
0: of uh, Japanese artists, official Hige Dandism is definitely one of my favorite.
1: Um, is, is it because it has Dan in the name? You can be honest with us.
0: Partially, um, no. I think they they just do some really dope songs. Um, they've done both uh, Tokyo Revengers OPs. Um, the most recent one is called White Noise. I recommend people check it out. It's a banger.
1: Excellent. Um, with all that uh, out of the way, we've got our news done. We did our banter. You had numbers with Dan. I think it's time for us to take a big old bite out of the meat and potatoes of this week's episode. All right,
0: bakas, we're here to learn you about some tsunderees. Baka! Derived from the term soon, to turn away in disgust or anger, and dere dere, to become affectionate, the term has been used to describe a character who is quite harsh but warms up over time. Uh, Over the years, many tropes have developed to become uh, more rigidly defining characteristics of the tsundere uh, that the tsundere tend to exhibit. The concept of Sundray is not as old as one may think. Uh, it was originally established by Japanese Bishojo games and made popular by the Japanese adult novel Kimiga nozumu. Uh Nozumu Ain. Ain? How do you say I, that, best way, um, Justin? Ain. Aen. Um, which came out for windows in 2001 and was later ported to the PS2 and dreamcast, which I think that gives you a pretty good time period yeah. to, to get a sense of Bro, tight um, side
1: tangent real quick. Jet set radio for yeah. dreamcast is an experience that so far video games have failed to, um, replicate. Uh, the
0: dreamcast was way ahead of its time. It was anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. Yes. Um, so, an interesting side note to Kimi Ga Nozumu Uh This property is actually like weirdly important in Weeb history. Uh, the game was eventually adapted into a 14 episode anime television series, which aired between October 2003 and January 2004. Funimation ended up licensing it and distributing it in North America under the title Rumbling Hearts. It is one of the first anime shows to officially be made available uh, for the iPod through the iTunes store. This was like back when the like iPod video came out. Wow. Um, I, do you remember the ads for those? Yo, I watched I used to pay for like seasons of anime cuz that was like one of the only ways to get it legitimately back in the day was through the iTunes store. Uh-huh. So I have like this weird collection of like old anime in my like iTunes library. That's super cool. Um but yeah, so also if you remember Move from a couple of seasons ago, that's actually a spinoff of, I think, another spinoff of this property.
1: That's super interesting because um, I knew that Muv Love was a spinoff of something. I did not realize it was this. Yep.
0: Um, crazy, right? So it's like weirdly important. Yeah. But i have to get back to talking about tsundere before i get called baka
1: baka baka
0: <laughs> well we may never know who the first uh tsundere in anime is there's a lot of theories flowing out there uh many folks such as Ket organizer koichi uh ichikawa has described lum from urusei yatsura as being the source of moe and the first tsundere uh there is some debate, uh, some people say Sayaka Yumi from Mazinger Z or Samu Tezuka's Princess Knight uh, were the first, but it seems to mostly be centered around Lum being the like first widely known tsundere. Um, or at least modern interpretations of Lum classify her as a tsundere because the term really didn't become popularized until almost 20 years later. Yeah. Uh, Whoever the first one was, they spawned an archetype that found its way into the culture as well as hearts of millions. Modern conceptions of tsundere are pretty fairly widespread, uh, being the most common form of the dairy archetype. Many recognize uh, Rin Tohsaka from Fate Stay Night as one of the like more iconic tsundere characters, uh, others you may be familiar with, and trust me, we'll have a whole list that we talk about later on, uh, include Noelle Silva from Black Clover, Taiga Isaka from Toradora, and Asuka Langley from Evangelion. Tsundere characters can further be broken down into two more categories based on their default mood. The harsher, spicy Tsundere's basic mood is their soon or more irritable mood. This is the type of character who most readily identifies as a tsundere and generally has a somewhat prickly public image with their dairy side only being activated by certain specific circumstance and usually later into the series. Um, Far less common for somewhat obvious reasons is the Sweet Tsundere, whose default mode is their dairy dairy side. In most cases, the characters do not start off as Sweet uh, Tsundere, but rather become one through their character development from uh, a Harsh Tsundere, though there are certain exceptions. One notable one is Chidori from Full Metal Panic. If you've ever seen it, a Sweet Tsundere is a kind of outer persona with an angry or irritable side that is triggered by distinct external stimuli, usually having to do with the love interest. While it can be easy to mistake a sweet tsundere with a yandere, something we will discuss in a moment, uh, the main thing is that it distinguishes the two uh, is that the sweet tsundere does not uh, take their anger to illogical extremes. While well, they may get jealous at times, if they really thought of their love interest was interested in someone else, they would experience heartbreak as opposed to murderous rage. Uh, with those distinctions broken down uh, to a much further degree than we can all agree was even necessary, I think it is a good time to talk about some of the
1: other dairies out there. Yeah, um, and there are more, um, which might be a surprise to some people. Uh, but the first one we're going to talk about is the Don which um, And what does it mean? The Don in Dondere comes from the Japanese word Donmari, which means silence. Uh, And the Dere, of course, comes from Dere Dere, which means lovey-dovey. A Dondere is a character who is shy, quiet, timid, and asocial. They are afraid to talk, fearing that uh, what they say will get them in trouble. Uh, Dondere characters will normally be quiet and silent, uh, possibly to the point of coming across as emotionless at times however they will suddenly become talkative and sweet when alone with the right person if they are comfortable enough to pour their heart out revealing that they're actually just shy um, when, uh, I think oh i was going to say i think that in terms of the
0: like five main dairies that we're going to talk about weirdly they break down perfectly into the the five quintuplets of quintessential quintuplets so just at the end of each of these segments, I'm, we're just going to kind of explain them by those characters. And this dairy would be uh, Miku, so the kind of character who wears, like, the headphones and, like, is very shy and doesn't really talk a lot. Yeah. Um, up next, we have the dairy Dere, Dere, and this is the only archetype that doesn't have a, a base other than, you know, dairy Dere, Dere, which means lovey-dovey uh the dairy dairy character is usually very sweet and energetic. They are seen most of the time in a cheerful and happy mood, so they tend to spread joyfulness to those around them. No matter what may happen, they quickly revert to their cheerful self uh in quintessential quintuplets speak. This is Yotsuba, the kind of sporty one who's like always
1: positive. I also want to add there is also another name for this one. It is not as common. As dere dere, you may also hear this referred to as a genki dere. Because the way to describe a person who has these characteristics, um, you would say they're genki, which means they're energetic, they're upbeat, you know, they're social. Um, So you might occasionally hear that as well. Um, Interesting. Next up, we have the kudere. Um, The ku in kudere comes from the word kuru, which is a katakanization of the English word cool. So cool, kudu. Makes sense, kuru. right? Kuru. Um, kudere, sometimes written uh kudere, or just kudere, um, depending on who's pronouncing it, really, is uh, a character who is calm and collected on the outside and never panics. Um, they show little emotion and in extreme cases are completely emotionless, but uh they may be hiding their true feelings deep down. In Japanese, kuru can mean a, a lot of things. It can mean that someone looks chill, calm, or even cold or exterminator-like badass whenever something happens, or even impressive like it does in English. Um, In the case of Kudere, the Kuru would be the composed calm type. Um, This is the type that doesn't show emotions and stays calm and collected cool, no matter what. And this is kind of, um, if you've ever read Komi Can't Communicate, at the beginning of the story, she is described by a lot of people as a cool beauty. Um, and this is kind of what they're referring to. They're kind of referring to her as a kudere. Um, She's like she's kuru, like she's got an external kind of um, dignity to her. Yeah, in quintessential
0: quintuplets chart, we're looking at Ichika, um, the kind of like cool actress one who you know kind of keeps it together for all of her other sisters. Uh, And that brings us to probably my favorite of the deres, um, which probably means something is broken in me, uh, and that is the yandere. Uh, The yan in yandere comes from the verb yanderu, uh, which means to be mentally sick. Dere, obviously, at this point, you know, is lovey-dovey. Yandere is a Japanese architect to archetype, used to define a character whose love, admiration, and devotion is so strong that it is expressed in an excessive obsession and possessiveness. They are also often seen as characters who are crazily in love with someone. Um, This is where we play Beyonce's crazy in love, if we had any money. Um, (laughs) They become so attached to their love interest uh, so that it is impossible to let go. They entrust themselves to the love interest, trusting the person's Uh, the love interest kindness they probe the deepest recesses of the love interest heart so as to more perfectly form their greatest self within the love interest some will go as far as to behave immoral and troubling ways to say the least uh they will not care about the negative effects of their behaviors can have on others including to their love interest because uh only they only care about their feelings um in terms of quintal quintessential quintuplets Uh, the closest is nino um, but i think really the best uh example of that is um the uh main female protagonist from future diary who is like crazy murderous like has those yandere eyes um for me i was first exposed to yandere's do you remember there was like a game a few years ago called the yandere simulator
1: Yes, I do remember Yandere Simulator.
0: (laughs) There, it was, like, I think it was, like, a free-to-play game. I wonder where it's at now, because it was, like, in development when, like, everyone was making YouTube videos on it. But, like, you could play as a Yandere, and you could, like, do all kinds of crazy things, like, kill your classmates and, like, uh, summon, like, demons and stuff, and, and, like, you just, like, couldn't get caught by your love interest. And if, like... You got near them. You like started like slinking away because you were like too afraid to like face
1: them directly. It was a bizarre
0: game. Um, yeah, but I fun mean, to watch. <laughs>
1: with how popular Yandere has become, I would not be surprised if it was doing super well. But I'm gonna t- I'm gonna do you one more, Best Boy Dan, and I'll remind you that you actually have experienced a Yandere before that. And do you know where? Oh, do you God, remember? Where? Do you remember a little? <laughs>
0: My ex girlfriend. Oh God, no. <laughs> your ex-girlfriend if,
1: if you if you if you encounter a yandere in real life run um no it uh, it was uh, a little show you might have heard of called death note oh yeah yeah misa. there is
0: a yandere in that yeah, yeah misa absolutely. is definitely a yandere
1: um oh for sure yeah, um, but speaking of uh, deres, there are so many other deret types out there. There are some that are very niche. Um, these are just kind of the big ones, but a couple of the other ones that out there you might encounter um, are the Hayakasu Sudere, also known as a tease dere or a smug dere, which I love that name, um, which <laughs> refers to a character who likes to tease others and sometimes flirt with those that they like. I think you could maybe – there's there's a lot of people who who – uh, label Nagatoro as a as a tsundere, but I think she a smug dere kind of fits her better. Oh um, uh, yeah. And then you also have a baka dere, refers to a character who is uh, or acts very clumsy and stupid, um, kind of like uh, what's her name from Toradora. The other girl in Love Hina too. Also the, the other, other girl interest. in Love Hina. What was the name of the the main love interest from Toradora though? The one not Taiga, her friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. But she, I know she's know. kind of like either a dere dere or a baka dere, depending on the episode. Um, but then more often than not, they they kind of just like the lack common sense. Um, and then you even have something called a gundere, also known as a gandere, Um is a term for a character who expresses their love with or towards guns, uh, also known as the GOP. Put a rim shot <laughs> sound here. I made a joke. Um, I, I absolutely love that that's even a thing, <laughs> yeah. Um, but whatever Derek gets you going, it's out there, and there is probably a term for it. Um, so let us know, best buds. What dare I are you? Um, but before we close out the and episode today, um, why don't we list out we, we have a, like a little list of some tsundere characters um, that we wanted to just briefly kind of rap about.
0: Yeah, and and I think the best way to start it off, since we've listed all the other quintuplets, obviously the last one is Itsuke, uh, is kind of like the uh, tsundere of the group, though. um, The one we had for Yandere, Nino, could also be considered a tsundere since she doesn't get murderous, but I I think Itsuke fits a little bit better. Um, Additionally, uh, we have Nara Narosegawa from Love Hina, who... I think in terms of I mean I guess probably um the first one I experienced was uh uh Asuka from uh Evangelion. Yeah, I think um, so too. But Naro uh, Naru was like the the like first one that stuck out in like young Dan's brain of like this is an archetype, like this character. Yeah. because um, I think Naru Naro Sagawa like really embodies the tsundere pretty perfectly.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Um especially with all the punches sending <laughs> kataro like blasting off again.
1: I think though we have a much more extreme example of the sundere um in Taiga Isaka from Toradora. She is kind of like she is like the super extreme spicy sundere. Like she is the one of the archetypes for it, you know? Yeah, she's the palm-top tiger. Exactly. Uh, I need to finish watching that show, by the way. Um, it's a really good show. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, also, we have Irina uh, Erina Nakiri from uh, Food Wars. Uh, obviously a Sundere of course. Um, she calls uh, she calls Soma uh, Baka probably like on an like episode basis. Um, <laughs> so you kind of can't avoid that. Uh, and then you also have Kaguya Shinomiya from Kaguya-sama Love is War. Um, definitely a, a top tier tsundere but she's kind of an example of um, the kind of um, uh, the sweet tsundere, uh subtype that we had uh, we had discussed earlier um, she's kind yeah.
0: of I, she's not as like it, it's more of a game between the two like usually you have the like tsundere and then like most of the times the person they're calling a a baka like deserves it in some regards but yeah. I feel as though her counterpart is a little bit more on her level.
1: Yeah, I think so. That's pretty fair.
0: Um up next we have uh Inuyasha <laughs> from Inuyasha. Definitely. Uh, and and there's like some arguments like Kagome can be a little tsundere from time to time. Yeah. Um but Inuyasha is definitely like does that thing where he like refuses to acknowledge his feelings and like would rather be like angry about it than than face them head on um and one of my favorites that is on a surprising number of lists is vegeta from dragon ball (laughs) z which is actually dead
1: on accurate vegeta is definitely a tsundere yeah i mean you tell me i haven't watched really i haven't watched dragon ball far enough to know absolutely a tsundere (laughs) done and done excellent um, next up, we have Kaname Chidori uh, from Full Metal Panic. She's another example, like we mentioned earlier, of the sweet tsundere. She's kind of like, she's a, generally like an outgoing and friendly person, um, except when the main character rubs her the wrong way, which is basically what he is designed to do on a near constant basis. Um, so she frequently is hitting him with things and punching him and, you know, shouting at him, uh, which he deserves because he's kind of an asshole. Um But have you ever seen Full Metal Panic, Dan? Uh, You know, I don't think I have, actually. It's one of those shows where it's like... You kind of... It's a little cringe, but also has like a a good story buried underneath. So, I don't know. Maybe worth a watch. It's
0: been popping up a lot for me lately.
1: It's got a really interesting mecha system. Interesting. Yeah. Um, And then next up we have uh, Hitagi Senjogahara um, from Bakemonogotari. Um, she's an interesting kind of type for this uh, because she, she she starts off as and actually self-identifies in one case as a Sundere, right? Um, she calls herself a Sundere. But she actually, throughout the course of the series, develops more into a kudere where she kind of loses the anger and kind of just becomes like a kind of cool, witty... You know, not necessarily emotionless. Um, she kind of becomes a little bit more like Mai from uh, Bunny Girl Senpai mm. um, as the series progresses. Um, which this but is we a... We
0: don't have on the list, but we should also probably put on here.
1: Well, that's why I, I think she she's not on the list because I think Mai is also more of a kudere. Like she kind of starts off maybe as a sundere a little bit. She has Sudere persuasions. <laughs> I think so, but I think she ultimately fits more in the kudere. The next one is Revy from Black Lagoon. I put a question mark next to this one because I'm not sure if Revy is a tsundere or if she's just violent. Like, I, because there is a difference. Por que no los dos. <laughs> What's that? Porque no los dos? Well, because here's the thing. I think there is a difference between someone just being violent and and somebody being violent with a sweet side. And, like, I guess she kind of has a sweet side. I don't know. I, I think she's definitely a tsundere, but she's kind of a bit more complicated of a character than that. Um, whereas you have characters on this list like, you know, Arena and Asuka and Taiga, who are, like, 100% uncomplicated like tsundere figures. I think Revy is a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Um, But definitely an interesting character. You should absolutely watch Black Lagoon. I thought you had watched it.
0: No, I mean, I feel like it would be up my alley from what I have seen of it.
1: It absolutely would, dude. Um, So make that, put that one on your list.
0: Yeah. And then to wrap up our list, we have Kyo Soma from Fruits Basket, who is probably one of the best male examples of uh and has a pretty great arc over the course of the three seasons okay um yeah so i i think you know before we wrap everything up i'm gonna throw a little little curveball at you um oh. i i want to give a few recommendations for people who kind of want to who are maybe interested in tsundere's and and want to You know see some good examples and some good shows with it so i think if you are interested in just seeing all of the dairy types play out i think quintessential quintuplets is a really good rom com for people to check out um best boy justin i actually think you would enjoy it um it's uh it's like how i met your mother the dairy anime okay um but uh, to if you want to see like all of them represented, that's good. Um, I, I'm going to hesitantly recommend Love Hina only because it holds a really special place in my heart. Um, it's maybe not the best out there, but it's if I would say if you are a more learned anime viewer, um, it holds a lot of places in history, both for tsundere, for rom-coms, for Echi, for harem. Um, all of that stuff, without going kind of too far over the top. Um, you know, it's it's not your, um, you know, we're not dipping into like black Bible territory here. It's 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 pretty tame as far as it goes. Okay. Um, uh, and then uh, I think Toradora is also really great. Um, Best boy Justin, you have any any recs?
1: Um, no, because I didn't know we were gonna do this, so I didn't prepare anything. But I think those are all really good uh, examples. Um, I guess maybe also Full Metal Panic would be my if you if you want to watch a mecha show that has a tsundere, um and also is kind of funny and a little cringe and has cool robots then there's your there's your recommendation right there
0: yeah. Um, I don't think I would watch Evangelion, which is also a mecha show. I mean, if you're if you're watching it just for a sunderay, maybe that's not the one. I mean, uh, as you may have heard from our last episode, we strongly recommend watching Evangelion. Oh, I uh, got one. One of
1: I just came up with one. Yeah, uh, watch Attack on Titan for Levi.
0: He's a Sundray. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Levi is also a Sundray. I think that is a wonderful <laughs> recommendation and a wonderful t- place to leave you, best buds, at.
1: Yeah. So, you know, why don't you best buds let us know what kind of Dere, Dere are you? Um, what's your favorite Sundere? What's your favorite of any of these Dere categories? You can let us know. Hit us up on Instagram at bestboys_pod. underscore pod. You can send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to like, rate, and review us. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already, because those first day download numbers are important. Um... And yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in. We uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Adiós. Baka, baka. <laughs>